0: and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here, CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demester, Super Bowl 58 is behind us, folks. The Kansas City Chiefs have repeated as Super Bowl champions, back-to-back champs. Against all odds. Man, oh man, if you could have scripted a better story for the Kansas City Chiefs, I would have said you were a liar because it was looking doom and gloom throughout the season. They pulled through. uh, Man, I'm so excited to talk about this game. A lot to dissect. Uh, Dom, the 49ers had their chances, but it was the Kansas City Chiefs that won the game in overtime. And uh, I'm pumped to, to recap Super Bowl 58.
1: Super Bowl 58 is in the books. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Congratulations. What a really good football game all the way into overtime. They take it 25 to 22. MVP goes to Patrick Mahomes. Why not? 34 for 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. And Isaiah Peckle coming in with 18 carries, 59 yards, helping out the running game, and good old Travis Kelsey coming in huge. Nine receptions on 10 targets for 93 yards. I mean, William, bow, boom, pow. I mean, like, I just don't know what to say other than these weird explosions coming out of my mouth because I was left... speechless after this football game i truly thought that san francisco was gonna win this and for some odd reason i don't know how they did it william but the kansas city chiefs found a way to win i would have to say because of patrick mahomes on crucial plays nine carries for a huge 66 yards leading the team and rushing would not have thought that was gonna happen at all I was under the impression that the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line wasn't going to be as strong. And granted, listen, when you don't get one holding call in the game, you're doing something right. So he did just enough. They didn't get any flags. And then they let Pat Mahomes do what he does best, which is making football plays at the right time. I mean, William... What are your thoughts on this game, really quickly? Did you think Kansas City at the end of the day deserved it? I know, I know, you picked them to win this football game. I was more leaning towards San Francisco. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts when it was all said and done? Did you believe that Kansas City deserved to win this football game?
0: Well, look, Don. There's a famous expression. It's a 60 minute football game, right? 60 minutes for a reason. And in this case, it was more it was <laughs> it ended up being close to 70 minutes. There was two seconds left in that first overtime and the game is that long for, you know, for a reason. And yes, the 49ers dominated, maybe had the lead and were in control 75, 80% of the game. But, you know, Dom, it's, it's like I said, it's four quarters. It's not just three quarters. It's not just three and a half quarters. And... When it t- push came to shove, it was a Kansas City Chiefs that were that were clutch, right? It's it's there's something about the clutch factor of Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid and, and this play calling that Kansas City just has. So I would say yes, they definitely did deserve to win this game. If you look at from start to finish, I was talking to people like, man, like how did the Chiefs win this game? San Francisco was dominating. Mahomes looked out of it, and you know the blitz was getting to him. But people, you know, you got to play 100% of the game. It's not 95%, not 98%. When you play that 100% of the game, and in this case maybe even more than 100% because they went to OT. That's it, Those are when mistakes are made, and that's when you make plays. And, you know, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, and, and that's what Mahomes did. So uh, don't you can't uh, forget to shout out this defense. They clutched up time and time again. I want to talk about the Kansas G- T- Chiefs defense a little later on. But, uh, yes, I definitely do des- think that the, the better team won this football game, and the Chiefs deserve to win the football game because they made plays when it mattered most
1: listen at the end of the day all that matters is the w when they look at the stats and the history books all they're going to look at is who won super bowl 58 but as we speak today, I'm going to tell you, no, San Francisco deserved to win that football game. And Kansas City caught every possible break you can think of in order for them to win this football game. I'll give it to you, William. You mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah, they played a good football game. But remember, they're playing Mr. Irrelevant on, as the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk about his future later on in this show, but for me, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I can't see Kansas City as we speak today as a team that deserved to win this football game. When we get a bit, you know, later down the road and we start, we start talking about Kansas City and potentially, you know, the dynasty and all, you know, I I guess we're going to Put him on a pedestal if we haven't done already and say that, yes, they deserve that Super Bowl. They want it fair and square. The only oddities that I'm going to say to you, William, is how can possibly this offensive line, which I deem to believe that to be pretty much weak in the, across the NFL, they didn't have the greatest guys to replace key players that departed on this offensive line. I mean, yes, you do have... Creed Humphreys, who probably is the best player on that line. People might debate that. But other than Creed Humphreys, I really don't like this offensive line. And the last two Super Bowls, William, I didn't see one holding call in the last two Super Bowls. Not one holding call on the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. If there was going to be definitely a holding call, it would have been on this game. But for whatever reason, not one. I thought that was weird. I mean, the refs, listen they decided in this football game to pretty much let them play. And, you know, that's kind of like, I guess, the way it is now in sports. Sometimes you just don't know what to expect with regards to consistency and play calling. I think in this football game, since last year, Kansas City won, I would say they were given a Super Bowl by that horrible call, uh, which put the ball on the one-yard line, which almost guaranteed touchdown. I think that was maybe in the back of their mind. But for them not to get one holding penalty, to me, that was the game. The game was to be decided in the trenches. It was the San Francisco 49ers defense versus the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. And San Francisco, I mean, their defensive line is just ginormous. I mean, Javon yeah. Hargrave, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. I mean, I mean, Drew, Greenlaw. Uh, okay getting bizarrely hurt and and, and tearing his Achilles as he's coming jogging onto the football field I think right off the bat it's like they were jinxed that that injury it was just like what just happened how did you lose a player when he didn't even play one frigging down in this football game bizarre injury led to a bizarre game led to a bizarre victory the Kansas City Chiefs like I said, they won this football game in the history books. No one's going to care. They're just going to see who won that game. But for me, as we stand today, ah, I have a tough time calling the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, it's it's very good and very fair take there, Don. Pretty incredible. I, like, I just looked it up now and uh, the three Super Bowl wins that Patrick Mahomes has with the Chiefs. There's been zero offensive holding penalties against them. And yes, mind you, that is very surprising. And I do... Uh, I have to agree with you in the sense that I think that Kansas City, for the most part, does get the benefit of the, doubts, of the doubt when it comes to, you know, the uh, the penalties and and the way the flags are thrown uh, throughout the regular season and, and in the playoffs as well. I didn't really see it all that much in this football game. I know it is shocking uh, not to have a, a holding penalty called. Uh, there were maybe a few of them. Uh, I thought, for the most part, the, the refereeing was, you know, it was pretty fair and, and pretty even. But it just goes back to something I said uh, last week, Dominic, or the week before and the last few shows is... It, it's not always the quote-unquote most deserving team that wins a football game, right? It's it's a team that creates their own luck. And, you know, for me, a, a play that completely changed this game was 10-6 to 6, late in the third quarter. Kansas City, you know, was not able to move the football. They go three and out. There was a heck of a lot of three and outs in this game from the Chiefs. They punt the ball. What happens, it hits one of the the San Francisco 49ers players and the ball is loose, right? At that point, it's 50-50, Dom. A 49er can grab it or a Chief can grab it. And it just so happened to be a Chief, you know, at that point, it's, Kansas City creating their own luck and fighting for that football. And then the very next play, you knew Kansas City was going to score on that drive. Very next play, you have Marcus Valdescatling. For me, I understand what you're saying is, you know, was it the prettiest win by Kansas City? Was it the most convincing win by Kansas City? No. And I have to say, if it was early in the season, you'd say, you know what, Kansas City, you know, had a nice win there, but I'm not, I'm not convinced. But that was the Super Bowl, right? That was the Super Bowl. That was, they just needed to win that football game. They could have won the game two zip for all that matter. But for me, why I really feel um Kansas City, quote-unquote, did deserve this football game. And, um, and, you know, I like the idea of, like, creating your own luck and you have to be good to be lucky and all that stuff and lucky to be good, vice versa, is that I really feel this football game was so indicative of the way the Kansas City Chiefs played this season. they offense often struggled and struggled and struggled, and they went three and out, and Mahomes would throw the ball away. Mahomes would throw a pick. Mahomes would take a sack. And their defense kept them in games. And that's exactly what happened in this football game. They scored three points, Tom three in the first half, and I looked at my friends and I they said, they're only down by seven points. Like, yes, it was looking doom and gloom for them, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense was making plays, forcing fumbles. When the heck do we ever see Christian McCaffrey fumble the ball? Carl Lattis a great job jumping onto that football and a great job by the Chiefs forcing it uh, as well. you got to force it and jump on it as well. You know, we never see that, and, and to me, you know, that's not a fluke. You have the best running back in football uh, that, you know, it's strong built and uh, had, a, had a pretty good game in this one uh, in terms of yardage. He was held in check for the most game in terms of Yards per carry, but that's Kansas City going out there and making a play, right? And finally, their offense got going, and that—that's what happened uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, it was their defense really keeping them in games and keeping them within striking distance. And then you know they, they struck. It was yeah, they scored on their last few possessions. Uh, they were getting touchdowns, and, and once they got the ball in overtime, uh, you knew Kansas City's offense was going to go and score a touchdown. Right? If you get Patrick Mahomes. Four downs, because there's no way they're giving back the ball King a field goal, and all San Fran needs is a field goal. You give the ball back to to Mahomes, give him four downs, you know he's going to go out there and score a touchdown. And they had to go and get in field goal rage, Dom. They did that to Kelsey. They found Rice on that play. So, for me, it's it's I, I do understand. And, you know, was it the most convincing win? No, it wasn't. But at the end of the day, you know, a, a win is a win. And I, I really do feel... They deserved it because in clutch moments, if you look at clutch moments in this game, it was Kansas City that prevailed. The punt, they jump on the loose football. Fourth and one, a great play call. Uh, Mahomes fakes the hand up to Pacheco and it leaves a two-on-one. Either Mahomes take, keeps it and runs or he dumps it off to Kelsey. It creates a two-on-one, right? That's a great great play call. And it's, it's uh, you know, Kansas City has the upper advantage there. So they win in that domain. Um, in overtime, they hold San Francisco to a field goal, which, you know, it, it really looked like they were going to go and score a touchdown. there. third and four... Bob Purdy throws the ball away. And let's shut out Chris Jones, man, because he had a heck of a game. There was quite a few passes that Purdy either overthrew or underthrew. He didn't have time to throw the football. So, you know, if for, for me, it comes down to, you know, making plays in in key situations, and I give the check marks to Kansas City throughout every single one of those plays. I don't think that it was the the prettiest game for Mahomes. It was sloppy at times. I give credit to the 49ers' defense because the secondary of both these teams, for me, had a heck of a game. You know, Except for when Mahomes threw in double coverage, the safety turned the wrong way, but they fumbled the very next play, right? And Kansas City showed they could battle back from adversity. Um, there's there's so many ways you could look like, at this game, and I'm really excited to talk about different plays and and coaching strategies. Uh, but, but ultimately, look, it's if you say Kansas City did, didn't did deserve to win this game, Don, then I'll throw the question. Do you think the 49ers deserve to win this game, or do you think it's the 49ers losing this game more than Kansas City? One, because ultimately one team has to win the football game. So I guess I can throw it over to you and say, what are your thoughts on that? Did, did San Fran then deserve to win the football game?
1: Listen, I didn't think San Fran had a bad game. I thought the game plan was good. A lot of people are going to question whether or not they didn't run the ball enough. I thought that it was not Kyle Shanahan's fault that they lost this game. I agree. I thought that he played or coached a very solid game plan. People were ripping him about the running game. But I thought if you look at statistically, the running game wasn't that awful. Christian McCaffrey... Still ran 22 times. I mean, that's yeah. like a lot of carries for your league, right, Exactly, yards. You know, he's running 3.6 yards a carry. He's the MVP on that football team. Eight receptions on eight targets. He caught all his balls. He was heavily involved in this football game. So, the guy that unfortunately was not 100% and kind of let the San Francisco 49ers down was Debo Samuel. So, Debo Samuel only went. Three for eleven. Three for eleven. Yeah. So if I have to highlight a player that led or kind of let the San Francisco 49ers down was Debo Samuel. He obviously got hurt also in this football game. So was he a bit selfish and he should have maybe kicked himself out of the football game and let other players that were more 100% step up like Brendan Ayuk, who had a fantastic game, fantastic season, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I thought that uh, maybe he could have been a bit more involved in the game. And you're dealing with Brock Purdy. You know, Brock Purdy, 23 for 38, 255 yards. He didn't throw up a, a pick. So, I mean, it, you can't really blame it on him. 255, that's pretty decent, you know, against yeah. a Kansas City Chiefs team that, in my opinion like you said are very good uh, defensively at least that's yeah. what pretty much won them the football game all the flukes all the good breaks that happened uh, towards Kansas City's direction i mean if it wasn't for the Kansas City Chiefs defense then obviously they're not they're not there in this football game so i think San Francisco deserved to win i don't i didn't think anything really bad happened in this football game for them other than all the obviously the unlucky bounces, but game-wise, game wise, game plan wise, I thought San Francisco was dead on from the beginning almost to, to the end, right? You could say, okay, they're in overtime and there's all these like conversations about possessions. I, I really couldn't care less about that. The, the matter of fact is that they've, they went down the football field. They tried to get a touchdown. You could maybe say, oh, they should have gone for a touchdown or a better call here or there, blah, 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 blah. I honestly think that, listen, they got a field goal. There were Kansas City had to march down against the San Francisco 49ers defense. Why would you not take the field goal there, right? You have to take the field goal. I mean, you're going to lean on your defense, which is the strongest component of your football team. Of course you're going to lean on it. And th- that offense has been god-awful all season. I didn't think that San Francisco did honestly anything wrong in this football game. They did everything right. The only glaring aspect is Debo Samuel. Only he knows... Was it 100%? Was he running at 80%? And then Kyle Shanahan, he has to be aware of, listen, if this guy's not 100%, don't be using him as much. Use him as a decoy more than anything else. But no, they went to him 11 times. And that was probably the reason why they lost this football game, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot to dissect and a lot of different areas we could talk about this football game and see where it was won and lost. All right, Dom, we had an interesting uh, point just before they're heading into break. We talked about uh, overtime and, you know, the fourth down decision there by San Frantico field goal there. First comes to first, the elephant in the room is, look, so now, obviously, in playoffs, we have a different overtime format than you do in the regular season, right? In the regular season, if you get the football and you score TD, game is over. Uh, now, in the the playoffs, you score TD, the other team is able to match, And, uh, you know, it's not in the olden days where a team would go down and kick a field goal, and that would be the game. So San Fran decides to start on offense, which means, let's say they go down the football field, uh, they get a TD, Kansas City has to match, they get a TD, then it's basically the next score wins the football game. I like that San Fran took the ball. A lot of people say that the obvious decision was to start on defense, because when you take the football... You know, San Fran's going to go down there and whatever happens, Kansas City then goes second and they know what they need. They know if they need a field goal, if they need a touchdown, or if San Francisco got a touchdown, Dominic, and got the extra point. Kansas City very may may well go for, after the touchdown, go for two to not give the ball back to the 49ers, right? Because then if you go and you match, next score wins, you're telling Brock Purdy, all you need is a field goal and you're world champion. So I was curious to get your take for me. I stand by the fact that I like San Fran took the ball because you haven't ability of gaining an extra possession and to me that's huge and we talk about how important the football is. Don't turn the football over. If you're San Fran, this is what I would do if I was San Fran. I would go down there and I would play four down territory. I don't think you could give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and say look you have four downs to get a touchdown that's it. For me, the mistake wasn't San Fran starting on O. The mistake was not going for it on fourth and four. And You're right Dom. The the strong suit of this 49ers team is their defense. They had a pretty good defensive game but you're going to tell me that Patrick Mahomes with four down Territory is not going to go march up there with a Super Bowl line score touchdown. Like to me, that's putting way too much faith in your defense. So, what I would have done, I would have played four down territory if I was the 49ers, unless it's fourth and 20 and you have to take the field goal. But you go down, you score a TD, hopefully, and you go for two. I think you have to go for two because then Kansas City is going to go. They're going to get their touchdown potentially and go for two. And I'm not trusting my defense to stop a two point conversion. So, there's so much to talk about there. And I, I went back and forth with my buddy Terry, who is a big football fan, and uh, he's adamant that you should start on defense in this format i like the idea of starting on offense however you need to have four down territory uh in your mind if you're the 49ers curious to get your thoughts if you thought about it as much as uh as i did if you would have started on defense or that you know you would mentioned the decision to, to kick a field goal there that you liked it what were your thoughts on all the strategy there because obviously you know come playoff time this is a huge huge dimension of uh of football now with the new rules
1: yeah, I don't think you're thinking overtime strategy at that point in time. I think you're waiting to the football game to end before you pick up any strategy. And I think okay. that you analyze what happened right before overtime. And in this situation, obviously, we have an 11-play drive for 64 yards, only a minute 50 off the clock. Whether or not the, the defense is tired or not, only they know. Uh, you know, It's, it's obviously a, a long football game. They've been playing it's up to you to decide whether or not you think your defense is tired and if you win that toss make that judgement call i that's how i would view it yeah. now a 1 minute and 50 seconds right off the bat doesn't seem like a lot of time that your defense is on the football field but then again you know if you look at two, uh, two drives prior to that they had a, you know a 12 play try for 69 yards for 5 minutes and 36 seconds so you know all that adds up i honestly I think it's almost irrelevant other than player fatigue. I think that at the end of the day, it's OT. You trust your offense, you trust your defense. You're there in the Super Bowl, it's overtime. I mean, flip a coin at this point, who knows who's going to win? So I'm not going to go and criticize the strategic mm-hmm. analogy of Kyle Shanahan. In a very pressured situation, I think I'm sure he did the right call for his football team. And once, obviously, uh, we see what transpired, it's very easy for us to criticize the call as we're not there. We don't have the nuance. So I think it's irrelevant. I think the call was good. I think the only thing one could criticize is that uh, that third downplay, right? It's uh, yeah, third and four McCaffrey. probably the guy to find someone... Yeah. And uh, they didn't, and they had to settle for the field goal. And I think they brought the house, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, exactly. And then Brock Purdy had to make a quick call, which is, again, Spagnuolo, you know, he's good defensive call at the right time. So you got to give credit where credit's due. And then Pat Mahomes, you know, Pat Mahomes, 13 plays, boom, 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 boom. He's down the field. And for some odd reason on that, on that touchdown Nicole Harman, he doesn't even understand the rules. He's he doesn't even understand that like he's like, I got a touchdown, so now what? Like, yeah. Everybody seemed to be shell-shocked. Even the yeah. point, how easy it was, everyone's all shell-shocked. They're just like, Did we just win the football game? Is this mm. game over? Yeah, it's over. So it's just It's one of those things, adrenaline's running through everybody's vein and they're all trying to win this football game. And at the end of the day, someone's got to win it. And in this case, it was the Kansas City Chiefs and they won it with all the breaks they got. But like I said, you know, you got to play the football game and sometimes the bounces find their way on your end. And that's how I saw this football game. The bounces fell for Kansas City and that's why mostly they took this football game 25 to 22.
0: Well, that's a good point. I haven't really heard uh, that that take much, Don, but I think it's uh, something to consider how the football game ended, right? Well, how end- regulation ended. And then from there, you make your decision. There may not be necessarily one correct call. Uh, like you said, if your defense is on the field too long or if you think your offense is humming and you want to you get them out uh, out there right away. So, yeah, curious. To, I'm curious to see the percentages when you look at the analytics and all that stuff of starting on O, starting on D, and what gives your team um, a better chance there. But for me, it's just... It's just risky, Dom, when, when you have it third and four, like you talked about that play. Maybe that was the play, right, That where the 49ers kind of crumbled. They bought the blitz, and Ayuk was open for a touchdown, but he Purdy just didn't have time. You know, he got pressured. He had to kind of throw the ball away, out of bounds. No receiver was really in the area, and, and then they felt they had to settle for the field goal, which, like I had mentioned several times, I think I'd have to go for it there because you can't tell Mahomes you have four downs to get a touchdown to in the Super Bowl. And yeah, it's another thing, too, is there's so much of this game and I know it started off so slow and a lot of people said it was not the most exciting game because of the first half, but there's just so (laughs) many plays and so many, uh, you know, I guess you can say uh, things that change this football game are things to talk about and you know one of them being the, the players not even knowing the rule like Kyle Yushik after the game said we didn't really know the rule and then you have you know the Kansas City Chiefs players saying yeah no we had exactly planned to start on defense then we go score a touchdown and go for two and, and win the game but t- to me I'm, it's unbelievable as a professional athlete not to know the rules I understand it's up to the coach and, you know, this and the other thing, and to get them prepared. But it's like, you're a football player, and you should you should want to know the rules, first of all. And it's like, as fans, we, like, I feel the majority, the majority of us know the rules. So it's it's pretty surprising that a lot of these players didn't know the rules. But... You you got to give you know credit where credit is due and and I think like you said the the legs of Mahomes coming up clutch and and you know the second half of that game and, and fourth fourth quarter and in overtime included and you know it was uh, it was like we mentioned a very slow start for for both teams specifically Kansas City they were down ten zip. Uh, beautiful pass there from Jennings to uh, to McCaffrey, throwback there. looked like it was going to be picked up, always in the air for like an hour. Uh, and then, yeah, McCaffrey hauls it down and runs for a touchdown. It's 10 to zip. And, you know, it's almost halftime at this point. You're saying, what the heck is going on? Uh, you know, there's a point in this game where I was like, man, like, Juwan, you know, Jennings may very well be the MVP of this football game. He had a receiving touchdown and a passing touchdown. Uh, and, you know, he had 42 yards, I believe, was on four catches. He, he had a very solid game. Uh, but, you know, you just look at certain plays that that changes football game dom and you know there there's a lot of them for me I think it was just there was that fumble right you San Francisco gets Kansas City off the field and you kind of see the frustration with the Chiefs and I uh, you look at uh, you know Mahomes and, and Rice when they were bickering and then you look at Kelsey and you know Andy Reid more I McKelsey mean, going at Andy Reid but I think that's what makes this Chiefs team so special is they're able to show their emotion they're able to get on each other um, and at the same time you know stay composed while on the field and for me it just shows like the passion they have and you know if you know fists were thrown or things were thrown at each other that's a different. different story but I just think it's you know the will and the to to win a football game and uh, I yeah for me what what turned the tide was that uh, was that that muff that muff kick right down. when you talk about special teams being a third of the game how about that block at your point by you know Moody's kick gets blocked you have two records we didn't even talk about Uh, you know they go out there they break the record for the longest field goal in the Super Bowl game then that gets matched you know minutes later which was incredible and then you know Moody's kick gets blocked You talk about special teams being a third of the game, Dom. I think that, you know, you really saw that in this football game. If Moody's extra point doesn't get blocked, Kansas City has to go down and score a touchdown. And who knows what happens. And maybe San Fran pulls away in this one.
1: That's my turning point, right? That's my turning point. The missed extra point or blocked extra point. That would have really added that much pressure for them to go down and get a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. To me, they they got away with it because they could kind of get a field goal. It's a lot easier to set up shop for for a field goal. Yes, obviously the game's kind of like, or sorry, end of the third, and you know there's still some football to be played. But still, it's kind of like one of those momentum things where you're just like, oh look, we we just got a touchdown to make it. It should have been 17, 13, but no, the momentum is not completely there because. We miss our extra points. So Kansas City's like, well, you know, we just got to get a field. We'll make it 16-16. So ah, I that to me was one of the breaks, amongst many other breaks that uh, seemed to fall for Kansas City's favor. And they just, you know, they deserve to win the football game. But I'm gonna ask you, William, were you entertained in this football game? Was it an entertaining other than it going to overtime? How entertained were you?
0: So that's a very good question. And this has been going back and forth, um, you know, amongst the media members, amongst like, me and my buddies and uh, even like my family members who watch the game. My, like and my mom who doesn't watch football, you know, she said it was she, she only came for the second half, mind you. So she said, man, what an incredible game. Honestly, I, I was entertained. um, And for a few reasons, one of them being, yes, the first half, it was a bit slow. Um, And I think that, you know, there were plays left on the football field by the offenses. But I really think that it was more the defenses making plays and the offenses struggling. And yes, I get Mahomes didn't look good. And, you know, pretty kind of didn't either in the first half. But I thought the secondaries for both teams did a great job. Uh, These receivers were blanketed. They blanketed the whole. Even when Mahomes threw a long bomb that was caught uh, by Hardman there, he was double covered. Right. Like for me, the secondary for both teams did a heck of a job. You had uh, you know young rookies playing on Debo Samuel there, and you know locked him loose on it, it, it was a poster on the back of the end zone. So while look, I don't get me wrong, I love my offense more than defense, and sometimes good defense is boring. I'll hundred percent. If the first half and the second, the first half went like the second half, or sorry, if the second half was a replicate of the first half and let us see the game finish whatever twenty to sixteen, or yeah, I would have said I wasn't all that entertained, but. I think the mix of great defense in the first half with good offense in the second half and the fact that it went to overtime and that special teams played a role for me, I have to say I was entertained. Like, was it, was it as good as last year's Super Bowl? I don't think so. It was as good as we know when Philly, Philly special against, uh, against the Patriots. No, but I have to say I was entertained in this football game. I know not everybody agrees, but uh, I, I gotta say I was. Yeah.
1: Listen, I was entertained because they went into OT, and that's always a fun thing to have and all that, and you don't know who's going to win. I'll I'll, I'll give it that, but not one receiver went over 100 yards in this football game, and for a guy like you who loves the receiving game and whatnot, (laughs) not one guy hits 100 yards. Yet, I was actually kind of surprised when I saw Mahomes pass for 333. Yeah, me too. It didn't look like he passed for three thirty three. It seemed like he ran for three thirty three more than anything else because we saw Mahomes pa- uh, running on all those critical plays. How did Mahomes get his freaking first downs? Or where were- it, it was Patrick Mahomes doing it with his legs? And I don't know. I've talked to you about this, you know, you know, so many times about the QB. You know, why is the QB now running? All the time, anytime he's in it, Pat Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL with the best arm, being able to find anybody in any given situation on any given throw, this guy could do it. Yet he chooses not to use his arm and he chooses to run in critical situations. And to me, that is a glaring problem in the nfl this is not you know the running football league it's a passing football league and yes someone can make the argument that hey man guys are just getting better i'm gonna say yeah they're getting better but the rules are god-awful and they enable guys like mahomes to take full advantage of these alleyways that just create themselves wide open for a qb to run i mean You have anybody nowadays running with the football. And when you see the best guy like Pat Mahomes, who should be using his arm to dissect defenses, because that is his bread and butter. And he's he's just like, well, they're giving me the lanes. I'm just going to run with it. There's a problem there. I don't know exactly how you fix that problem. I don't think it's ever going to be probably fixed. Not anytime soon. It's going to take talent to basically kind of like either defensive coordinators, There's going to have to be either players that are going to come up that are going to basically change the game uh, moving forward. Because I, as a fan, I do not want to see a QB making critical, huge plays to judge the football game. With his legs, knowing full well that you can't crank this guy. If you crank this guy, you're most likely going to get 15-yard penalty rough in the pass or, or something blatant like that. So they're all hesitant. You know, do I rush the quarterback? Do I not rush the quarterback? Yeah. It's an issue. It's an issue because Pat Mahomes is an amazing quarterback, and I want to see him destroy teams with his arms or his arm and not his leg.
0: Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, just to get back to what you said originally, like – uh, the no receiver going over hundred yards. And you look at Patrick Mahomes' stats in this game, it, it almost felt like there was this game was like going on forever. For me, not an about it, but it felt like it was like five games in one. Like this happened, and then that happened. And oh my gosh, I forgot about this. And it was this penalty and this play that changed the game. And yeah, overtime is an extra, it's an extra 10 minutes, but it honestly felt like it was, you know, more than than a, I guess you can say 70 minute game, uh, with uh, with with everything going on. Um, and I I, I don't know. Like what I made that out to be, I don't know if it was the fact that both teams were kind of nickel and diming. Like you said, there was no receiver that went over the top Kelsey did get close to it you know with his 90 plus receiving yards and after only one catch in the first half that decided to explode in the second half so it, it was for me it was it was more like the big plays being made in, in the big key moments right it wasn't sustained throughout the course of the football game but it was just when it really mattered most you saw kind of the the more exciting sexier plays and yeah you know I I get what you're saying and for me I think it becomes a problem um Look, I, I, we, we talk about running quarterbacks and you think about Lamar Jackson. Hey William, Lamar I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to yeah. cut you off Yeah, yeah, quick. yeah. I'm
1: going to throw something really bizarre at you. Sure. Would the NFL ever think about adding an extra defensive player on the football field? Or is that just too bonkers of an idea?
0: You know, I'd say that right now, fans want higher scoring games. Um, and I think that... This year there was a few games we saw that were low scoring. And you can see even this game was a little more low scoring than a lot of people anticipated. Uh, I I don't think even you know it's it is possible. Who thought they would have moved the extra point right a few years ago? Thought that it was gonna stay forever. But I, I think if you're looking at it from like a sales perspective and becoming more popular, people want to see points, you know, Dom. So I, I'd say like, you know, you wanna be able to have as much space and less defenders as possible, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think you're right on that one, William. It definitely uh helps out the people that have uh, no idea what the game of football is all about <laughs> and they don't want to be sitting, but they bought a ticket. They're at the Super Bowl because they could afford yeah. to. And they're like, well, it uh, better not be a 10-3 game. And right. hey, I, I should be seeing this game 25-22. I'm a defensive kind of like. Right, exactly. I, right? So this was should have been a great football. It's how it came to be. It's how, it's how the offense was. It's just, it seemed awful, especially watching Kansas City all year and seeing them win the Super Bowl, I just have a bitter taste in my mouth Yeah, seeing this offense win when this offense, in my opinion, was not deserving. Is there one guy on this team that you could honestly say, other than, I guess, maybe Travis Kelsey, who really got, other than Travis Kelsey, other than Mahomes, because obviously he touches the ball every play, what player really made the Kansas City offense for you this year?
0: You know, it's it's a good question, and it's tough because obviously the easy answer is one of the two. For me, Dom, I gotta say I was impressed with Rice, and I gotta give you credit because you were you kind of jumped on his bandwagon early on. he made plays throughout the course of the season uh when other receivers on the team weren't making plays, when veterans were making plays. You know, hey, Kadarius Tony, we could all laugh and you know say, but he's been in the league for you know a few years now. Then you have Marcus Valdez Scanlon, right? He's played with the Packers, he's played with some, you know, good quarterbacks there. You have other guys, you know, Hardman too. He was on the you know, Super Bowl winning, uh Super Bowl winning team. And and Rice, right? Who, yes, obviously Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but that may be a little bit. Uh, You know, make someone a little bit nervous and maybe, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, anxiety provoking because they're, man, I I can't drop the ball. You know, I'm playing with Patrick Mahomes. I, you know, I want to show him that I'm a great receiver. And I liked him kind of going back and forth with Mahomes uh, on the sideline there and not just to take away, to look at stats and say, okay, Rice did this and he was their best receiver. For me, he like he was the most sure-handed guy. He had a ton of drops on the season by the, the Chiefs receiving core. He was not one of them that, that struggled for the most part in terms of drops. And, you know, he was a guy that if Travis Kelsey was double teamed, he'd be the next guy up. And, you know, for me, i got to say I was impressed with Rice. Look, is he a, a clearly a wide receiver one? No, but I think he definitely has the potential to be. Um, and if Kelsey wasn't on this team, Dom, I could see Rice putting up monster numbers. That That's how I'd answer your question. So for me, I'd say yes, and I would say it'd have to be Rice.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm a big fan of Rasheed Rice, as you know. Uh, I didn't think that um, a rookie wide receiver would get this team this far all the way to the Super Bowl. He wasn't really the X factor in this game. Out of mm-hmm. nowhere, the X factor, I guess you have to say, McCole Hardman, who they brought back, ends up scoring the big TD at the end and also caught what well, he caught at uh, three targets on three, three catches on three targets for 57 yards. I mean, plus, the you have to admit that the, the stats are a bit padded because they played overtime. Yeah. So I guess McCole Hartman's your X Factor. I'll tell you who the real MVP of the Kansas City Chiefs franchise is right now. And you could say, yeah, it's it's Pat Mahomes or, or Kelsey. You know what? The guy who gets no love and gets not talked about it's the gm brett Veach. this guy's been there since 2017 listen to the guys that this guy ended up bringing in my opinion who are all amazing rookies in the past two years give or take three years creed Humphreys, outstanding nick bolton outstanding uh they brought in trent mcduffie outstanding all these guys had a great football game to win the Super Bowl. And you look at the stats, you could even throw in, you you mentioned at the top of the stroke, Jorakalafaitis, you know, he got yeah. three QB hits in this game. And then obviously uh, Chris Jones was there a long, long ago, but I have to mention Chris Jones is a, the big piece of that defense. So, and LeDarius Sneed, those are kind of your, your veterans. But rookie-wise in the past couple of years, those guys that I just mentioned, man, you got to give it, to Brett Veach. I bet you nobody's talking about this GM. But the reason why Kansas City won this football game, in my opinion, is because they drafted so well rookies. That they're to do plug and play. Plug and play. Because, you know, Mahomes got the big contract. And now you can't blame it on the rookie contract. So, I think this guy is the reason why Kansas City has been stellar in the past couple of years. They drafted so well. And they're able to... Kind of plug and play, plug and play. Who's next? Who's next? And these rookies have done it for the Kansas City
0: Chiefs. Hey, a lot of guys that play big roles behind the scenes in sports, Dom, and that's a really good call. Their GM, you know, get Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, that get a lot of credit for for their coaching, but a yeah, good call. Their GM often gets overlooked. All right, Dom, you know, there's a few more things we could talk about about the game, but let me throw it over to you. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs, you are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. You know, I'm not talking about Mahomes in that, in that gold category just yet. I just, I want to let things breathe. Let's just be grateful that, or if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you'd be grateful that they they won another Super Bowl. And, you know, let's, let's wait and see what happens in the future. So congrats to Kansas City. But Dom, unfortunately, when one team wins, another team has to lose. San Francisco right now. They lose uh, another Super Bowl. You know, that's three. You know, when you look at the one with Kaepernick there when they lost to the Ravens. And then you look at Garoppolo losing to Patrick Mahomes. And you look at Brock losing to Mahomes. This is tough, right, for the 49ers. You're making it oh so close. And mind you, the 49ers are actually favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. I don't get that. For me, it's, it should still be Kansas City. And like I said, Kansas City should have been favored in the Super Bowl. But, you know, it's a uh, fruit for thought to, to think about there. But, Yeah. San Fran Dominic having a very good season this year uh, and last year as well, and also the year where they lost uh, in the Super Bowl against those same uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Where do the 49ers go 49ers go from here, right? You have uh, quarterback in mystery relevant that, you know, some people think, uh, you know, he gets uh, the short end of the stick and, you know, he deserves more credit that he can't control the ballers he has around him. Other people think he's only good because of his team. I like Brock Purdy. Uh, I'm an advocate of his, and I think that he is a franchise quarterback. Uh, but you know you have free agency coming up where you have guys that are going to be want to be paid this that and the other thing uh where you know do you think the 49ers are going to be back in this situation do you think they should be favorites coming into next season or do you kind of see the 49ers sitting at right now uh heading into the off season?
1: I think the 49ers have done a tremendous job like from top to bottom, this team is rolling and they're going to be probably rolling for a while. I don't think this team is going absolutely anywhere. As long as they have Brock Purdy right now on a a rookie contract and they try to survive with Brock Purdy, I actually think that's the way to go. And in in order to do that, you know, you, you basically try it again with Brock Purdy. You have to have a healthy Christian McCaffrey I would probably think about drafting another running back. I know it sounds crazy to say they only have Elijah Mitchell and they have Jordan Mason, but their bread and butter is their running game. It's just the way that Kyle Shanahan runs his schemes, that's the winning recipe. So you just need to have always constant depth at the position. And I think they do. And why not add another running back or maybe even another offensive lineman to make it that much deadlier and as for the guys that are free agents you know i don't see any big losses you know they picked up chase young in a trade i would love to see him come back with the 49ers but if he were to leave you know so be it not the end of the world there they could replace them easily and no man the 49ers this is a great franchise you said to yourself they've been to the super bowl you know three times in the past what give or take decade or so Mm -hmm. i honestly think that they know what they're doing i think john lynch is one of the best gms in the nfl they also have the guts to make trades which not a lot of franchises do enough in my opinion but san fran will go the extra mile to try to win it so if i'm a 49ers fan listening out there do not worry the 49ers will be back maybe probably as early as next year
0: Yeah, and I think that, like, them being favorites, you know, heading into the offseason, I mean, already before all the trades and this, that, and the other thing happens, says something. And I'm with you. I think that Brock Pretty can win a Super Bowl, and I I do like this team. And, you know, I'm curious to see what they decide to do in the draft. That'll be interesting, because I think that, it's like, I'm thinking, I was thinking about it when you were talking about it. It's like, what area do they need to fill? Like, they have great receivers, a great tight end, a great running back, great D-line, great line like. Maybe the secondary, but even at that, like it's it's they're pretty solid the secondary position. Like I don't know, because some people would say quarterback, uh, which you know I, I don't don't agree with. So yeah, like it, it's hard to think of what this team needs to kind of build off of or you know improve on heading into the offseason. You sometimes you just run into a really hot team in the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know that's what happens to them this year. So yeah, I'm I'm with you in thinking that this team could very well be back and could very well win it uh, next year. But Don pretty incredible. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs win back-to-back Super Bowls right now, and like we we looked at the numbers between Mahomes and Brady, and I did, I said I didn't want to debate, but here, here you go. I'm I'm doing it. I'm bringing up the conversation. It's like what, what do you think teams need to do? To stop this Kansas City Chiefs team, and like I guess you know, to kind of be more specific here, is their their offense wasn't all that great this year, right? And you know teams kind of limited them, but then their their defense picked it up. Do you think there's a you know a recipe for success to beating this football team, or do you think you know it, it's really the way people said about you know great well, Brady, you got to bring the blitz, and then you know you kind of pray and cross your fingers. Maybe do that with Mahomes because you saw Mahomes look a little bit shaky when the blitz was coming in. Like uh, I'm ready to call this Chiefs team a dynasty because. You know, they've been to the Super Bowl now and, you know, Andy Reid's getting it done. And I I don't think you can uh, debate that. I think they they are the the, dynasty. And, you know, no team's ever won three years in a row. You talk about the Dolphins going undefeated. You talk about teams going back to back. But three straight Super Bowls, uh, Super Bowl victories is something that no one in the NFL has done. You know, what What do you give the, the the percent chances of doing it, Dom? And and like I said, also, if you can answer that is, how do you think teams could beat them? Like, what's the recipe of success of slowing down this team? Because even when they don't look all that pretty and they don't look all that sexy on offense, they still get it done and they still win the Super Bowl.
1: You know, it's a tough question. And at the end of the day, they're doing everything right, Kansas City. I, I just said that Brett Veach, in my opinion, is the MVP of this franchise he Mm -hmm. keeps on drafting amazing rookies and they keep on performing so how do you challenge a team that does everything right well unfortunately you just have to play sound defense and you gotta beat mahomes and basically crush him and you gotta probably go after him early and back in the day old school football used to be able to lay a licking lay him (laughs) out and I would honestly, I know this is not sportsmanlike whatsoever, but if I'm a defensive coordinator and I'm playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, I'm making sure that that first quarter, it is the worst quarter in Patrick Mahomes' career. And that he will probably maybe be up 7 nothing, 10 nothing, maybe, but... You make sure you hit him so hard. And if you get a 15-yard penalty, so be it. It's a long football game. And we all know that the real football game only starts in the second half. So that first quarter, make him pay. And that's how I would deal with Pat Mahomes. Because you have him right now running around like a champion. Everything's all gravy. You got to get to Pat Mahomes. And that's how you beat Kansas City.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's physical, right? And if you do everything within the rules, then you know what? Maybe it's a 15 yard penalty and you know not a dirty play i mean trust me we've seen some 15 yard oh, penalties that there wouldn't even be a penalty in flag football Dominic. so you know don't don't worry i'm, I'm on uh, i'm on that bandwagon with you that's definitely we could have a whole show talking about the roughing the passer and you know how how silly for lack of a better word it's been called over the last year and you know, even two years you can say but yeah i think you know kind of you sending a message early on and and i guess maybe that is, it's, it's obviously not easy to catch Mahomes. He's an incredible scrambler. Uh, but, you know, you did see in the first quarter, in the second quarter, and even for part of the third quarter, he looked, you know, frazzled. And if the San Francisco 49ers' offense was able to, you know, develop a little bit more of a running game and, you know, get more yards per carry, maybe this 49ers team would have won the Super Bowl, right? Obviously, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. So, it's really a, a credit to that defense. And, you know, they, they really did, uh, the 49ers, you know, make Mahomes kind of... Um, you know, throw balls he wouldn't usually. And it's incredible, Dom. I just talk about the game again. Uh, When they were down 10-3 and then Kansas City comes up and Mahomes throws that pick. You talk about game-changing plays, Mahomes throws the pick. San Fran gets what they want. They're up by 7 Great field position, a chance to make it a two-score lead and maybe even a fourteen-point lead. What do they do, Dom? The Kansas City defense gets them off the field in the snap of the fingers, and Kansas City gets the ball back right away. You see, it's stuff like that. It's championship football teams need to capitalize off stuff like that. Mahomes doesn't throw interceptions, right? He threw a pick in the game. It was uh, it, it was at a costly time, right? Start of the second half. You think they're going to go out there and regroup. And they did the complete opposite. And, you know, San Fran got the momentum. And what did the, the 49ers' offense do? They did nothing, Down, They punted. You talk about key plays. For me, that's one of them, too. I thought that could have been a, a game-changing play. But credit the Chiefs' defense. You know, I, I don't think that's the play people are talking about or a drive people talk about enough of uh, after that pick. is San Fran went three and out, right? And they looked, they, they looked lethargic on offense on that drive. And I think that was a key point of the game that, you know, uh, with, with all the plays made in the game, some people are, are forgetting that that key defensive stop there for the the chiefs to keep the game within reach.
1: Oh yeah. This, this game was won by the uh, Kansas city chiefs defense bar none. And you got to credit leadership. And Chris Jones is a leader. He rallied his defensive squad. He sat him down. He's just like, listen, what are we doing? I don't know exactly his pep talk, but at the end of the day, it worked. It worked because he's got talented football players on defense all these young studs that keep on producing. So again, I just think that uh, that GM is just fantastic to have put this team together. And he keeps on drafting really good guys that help out. And I'm going to give this Super Bowl to the Kansas City defense and obviously Pat Mahomes because otherwise they should not have won this football game. But like I said, no one cares. It's all about the W and the Super Bowl victory. So hats off to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl.
0: Well said, there, Dom. All right, we got about three minutes on the show, and look, I I know kind of a throwing a curveball here. We we kind of we watch our college football from time to time. I know that uh, you were uh, you know big on the, the Michigan bandwagon there and them winning the uh, national championship game. And what I'm getting at bringing this up is college football for me. Does it right in terms of overtime, Dom? You know, everyone's going to get an equal amount of possession, no matter what, right? If both teams trade touchdowns, the next score doesn't win the football game. I, I'm always, I've always said that I really think the NFL needs to develop some type of rule similar to that of college football. Maybe not start at the same line. Maybe teams start at the fifty-yard line or the opposing team's forty or, or you know, thirty-five-yard line. But I really do believe that each team needs to possess the ball the same amount of time because the the coin toss can be big. And I know you could say start on defense this side and the other. Thing. For me, just let people possess the ball the same amount of times. It's simple. It's obvious. I don't know if it's the NFL not wanting to admit the or quote unquote wrong or whatever it is. I guess quickly, Dom, what are your thoughts on that? For me, I think the NFL should develop a type of overtime rule that is consistent with college football.
1: I was under the impression that they pretty much tweaked it fairly well right now. I think that the right yeah. now, as can speak, they're still getting a possession. Each, But they're not starting exactly in the opponent's end zone to kind of like just see like who's going to get the touchdown next. They have to march down the field. Believe it or not, I'm going to disagree. I think that right now, currently what they have, you know, maybe the players aren't aware of the rules and (laughs) that stuff. But no, I think that in this football game, the overtime rules played out the way they they should have. Uh, Kansas City got the touchdown. And unfortunately for San Fran, they got a field goal and they both got their their possession. But uh, obviously, I know what you mean. You know, like you could probably maybe tweak it a little bit more. But I think the way it is right now is where it's going to stand. I don't see it changing anytime soon from now on.
0: Yeah, I think you know they. It's look, it's definitely better. I gotta admit that, and it doesn't. It's not easy to change rules. Like for for a while, the uh, you know teams were pushing for the extra point to be moved, and that ended up being moved uh, after a little while. So yeah, potentially in the near future. Man, what a crazy NFL season from the start of the season to the end of the season. Dom, you and I kept saying, we don't know who's going to win. Oh, if this team's favorite, this team's going to make it all the way. Oh, no, but watch out for that. This happened. This guy got injured with injuries, with trades, with everything that happened with, you know, rookie phenoms. This was an incredible season. I uh, had a, a lot of fun talking uh, NFL this year, Dom, with you. And thank you, everybody, to for, for tuning in all these episodes. Uh, without you guys, like we always say, there is no show, so we appreciate that. Uh, Dominic and I will be taking a break next week for at least next week. Kind of let the season air out, let you guys take a deep breath after that crazy Super Bowl. So we won't have a show next week, potentially the week after we will. And yeah, all I can say is thanks, Tom, for for another great season. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. They do it again. Patrick Mahomes, gosh darn, you're a good football player. And that's it. Congrats to the Chiefs. Hope some Chiefs fans tuned in. And uh, again, thank you all for tuning in. And we'll be back uh, potentially in two weeks and maybe three. You were listening to CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal.